0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for August 7th is Jeremiah chapters 1 through 3. Jeremiah began prophesying about a year after Josiah began seeking the Lord. Now, Josiah was the king in Judah, And Israel was essentially, at this point, no longer a nation. The two kingdoms had split. Judah was supposed to be the remnant, the faithful. And they've had their multiple issues with idolatry and false god worship and all of the terrible things that they were doing. Josiah realized that they weren't doing it wrong. They weren't doing it correctly. And began this revival he went on this mission of cleansing the land in his in the 12th year of his reign it says that he began cleansing judah and jerusalem in second chronicles 34 which was yesterday's reading and so about a year later in the 13th year of the reign of josiah The word of the Lord, the word of Yahweh comes to Jeremiah and says, I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet to the nations and Jeremiah protested. Oh no, Lord Yahweh. Look, I don't know how to speak since I'm only a youth. And so often we, when we are given a charge by God, we make excuses God says, never mind that. Don't make excuses. I'm calling you to do something. I know what I'm doing. I set you apart. Before you were even born, I knit you together in your mother's womb so that you could go and do this thing that I'm calling you to do. And for Jeremiah, it was to become a prophet. My friends, what is it for you? What is God calling you to do? I've been a believer walking with him for almost 22 years. And the first thing I ever heard God say that I remembered that I knew it was God speaking to me on the night that I became a believer, he said, you are going to preach. And at that time it made me laugh. I I thought that's, I, I would rather get a root canal because I'm terrified of public speaking. I I was so concerned with what people thought of me. I was afraid to get up and speak in front of people. But that's the word that God gave me. That was the calling that he had placed on my life. And I ran from it in varying ways. And here I am doing this podcast and eight months in, friends, we've been doing this podcast for eight months with really hardly any advertising at all and people in 40 different nations all around the world have listened to this podcast thousands of peoples now tens of thousands of people that's ridiculous and amazing and it's mind-blowing and When I became a believer, I don't think podcasts even existed 22 years ago. And I never would have imagined or dreamt that people on different continents would have any desire to listen to me teach or preach the word of God. But God's calling is so often so much larger And so far beyond anything that we could ever ask or dream or consider. But God spoke to Jeremiah and said, I am calling you to be a prophet to the nations. The people of the world need your gift. They need you to walk in what God has put on your life. The world needs you, friends. So put down Facebook, put down whatever it is. Maybe you're an intercessor and you need to be interceding, you need to be praying. Be busy about finding God's calling for your life because the body of Christ desperately needs it and the world hungers for what you have. In chapter 2, Israel, God says, Essentially, I divorced Israel. Israel was my chosen bride, my vine, my vineyard from where I would make the wine. But I divorced her in chapter 2 and 3. In verse 6, they stopped asking, where is Yahweh? In verse 8, the priests quit asking, where is Yahweh? Yahweh, The experts in the law no longer knew me, says God. And the rulers rebelled against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and followed useless idols. And the only way the prophets could get away with that is that the people they were prophesying to didn't know enough to recognize that these people were not speaking the word of God. A false prophet would have no sway at all if the people of God knew God himself. We are in a place now where we have the Bible apps on our phones, on our iPads. We have Bible websites on our computers. We have the printed word of God on multiple bookshelves in our homes. There is a church on every corner in much of the United States. We have no excuse to not know the word. And we're given it and we take it for granted. And we don't spend enough time getting to know the author of the word. And so when false prophets come, or even good prophets who sometimes get it wrong, We don't recognize it. And so shame on us. Shame on them too, right? But shame on us. But these people quit asking, where is Yahweh? We've done that in the church today. We've coined religion. Most of our churches are based on the tradition that was handed down to us that didn't really come out of the Bible, but Like many denominations were born, a meeting, people were praying and seeking God for, in some cases, decades or longer. And then God broke through and a tremendous move of God took place. Some would call it a revival. And then people tried to recreate that. Let's do it again. Let's meet in the same way. Let's sing that same song in the same way. Let's have the same people here. Let's. And they they tried to recreate it. And it turned into religion. And God left somewhere along the way. And the people were no longer asking, where are you, Father? Where are you, Yahweh? Where where are you going? Which way should we go? What do you want us to do? And then he left. And we didn't even notice to our shame. And verse 11, God says, has a nation ever exchanged its God? Like, has a child ever exchanged his or her parents? Think of a five-year-old. I don't like my parents anymore. I'm going to choose some other parents. Most Christians today are spiritual five-year-olds. And we don't even recognize our father. And God says in verse 11 of chapter 2, My people have exchanged their glory for useless idols. Be appalled at this, heavens. Be shocked and utterly desolate. This is what Yahweh says. For my people have committed a double evil. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and dug cisterns for themselves, cracked cisterns that can hold no water. God is the God. One and only place where we can reach fulfillment and it's only by seeking him by saying God why did you make me and what do you want me to do and if he's silent it might be because he already told you and you already know but you didn't like it or you didn't understand it and he wants you to press in he wants us to press in Chapter three, God says, return, unfaithful Israel. I will not look on you with anger. I am unfailing in my love. I will not be angry forever. My friends, God is calling us back to relationship with him. He loves us so much. He loves you so much. He has such great plans for you. If only you would trust him. And it's when you do that that you'll find the ultimate satisfaction, the ultimate peace, the ultimate joy. In him and through him and to him are all things, especially us, the pinnacle of his creation. And my friends, he will bless you so abundantly as you seek him. So let's seek him.